0: mandates how are they working out so far i mean it's for the public health right let's see how that's working next mandates are evil these vaccine mandates they're not just wrong they're evil they are and i just want to be clear about something and i realize when you do a tv show you're supposed to try to make it as all-encompassing as possible get in as many people i just want to be really really clear about something i don't care about your vaccination status vaccinated unvaccinated doesn't bother me at all it's your own decision if you're somebody who supports vaccine mandates for this covid vaccine you're my enemy you are you're a bad person And you may not know you're a bad person. In fact, you probably don't. You probably think you're one of the good guys. Protecting the public! You're a bad human being if you support one of these things. When Joe Biden announced it, I said it was evil. And now you see these companies trying to enforce it. It's evil. You see the fruits of it. It's all evil. It's all completely wrong. It is unjust. There is no possible way... You can justify mandating a vaccine for this particular virus. You can't do it. I'm tired of hearing things about the public health, this, and best for the public. And we're all a collective. That is garbage. And setting aside Joe Biden, because we know he sucks. And everyone who surrounds Joe Biden sucks. You companies out there, you CEOs of you big companies out there handing out this mandate, you suck too every single one of you, you're actually the worst. And you know why you're the worst? Because you're a whimpering little slave to the government. That's what you are. There's not even an actual rule. On top of the fact he doesn't have the authority to pass a law like that, there's not even an official rule. And OSHA hasn't even come up with an official rule yet. They're still all hashing out the details. And you're already, because you're such a worthless loser CEO, you're already plotting and giving people dates. Well, on this date, you'll be unemployed. On this date, you'll be unemployed. You're pathetic. You're unworthy of your company. You're unworthy to live in the United States of America. And I despise every single one of you. If you're wondering why I'm so angry right now, I just watched this video right before I got on the air. Again, I've watched it about 10 times now of a trooper who spent 22 years protecting people. Do you know what it's like being a state trooper? Do you have any idea what it's like? You ever done a ride along? You ever talked to any one of them? These are the guys driving down the highway with no lights in the middle of the night, no street lights, I mean, pulling a car over, and they have no idea what's inside alone in the dark on the side of a highway walking up to the back of it not knowing if you're about to get shot in the face these are the guys rescuing people these are the guys as you're about to hear delivering babies these are the guys taking bad guys off the street and this guy's done it for 22 years and he just got the pink slip because he didn't want to take a vaccine if you support this you're my enemy this is my final sign off um, after 22 years of serving the citizens of the state of Washington.
1: Um, being asked to leave because I am dirty. Um, numerous fatalities, um, injuries, I've worked sick, I've played sick. Um, We've buried lots of friends over these years. I'd like to thank you guys. I'd like to thank the um, citizens of Yakima County as well as my fellow officers within the valley. Without you guys I wouldn't have been very successful and You've kept me safe and got me home to my family every night. Um, Thank you for that. Um, Wish I could say more, but um, this is it. So State 1034, this is the last time you'll hear me in a state patrol car. And Jay Inslee can kiss
0: my ass. Jay Inslee, in case you don't know, was the governor of Washington who gleefully handed out his own vaccine mandate for his state. 22 years. You know, let's let's set aside coronavirus and vaccine and mandates and all that other stuff. 22 years. Does it improve the public health to take an officer with 22 years of experience and send him to the unemployment rolls? Is Washington safer today than they were the day before? This is wrong. And everyone knows it's wrong. And I want, to tell, I want to tell everybody something here. Because every day I show up, my TV show, my radio show, I, I get emails, tons of them every single day from people who watch and listen. But I love them. It's fine. You're welcome to send them. I get emails every day from people saying things to me like, Jesse, I, I don't know what to do. Jesse, they're going to fire me. Jesse, I feel like I have to take it. Jesse, I already took it and I feel bad about it. I, w- I want to take a quick side step here and I just want to say something. If you have chosen to take it because your employer is forcing you to do so or they're firing you. You don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to feel guilty. You've got your own family. You got your own wife, husband, kids, mortgage to pay. You got bills to pay you got to feed people. I, I get it. You don't have to feel guilty. There's a lot of pressure out there, and you're never going to hear me sit here just because the first doesn't make me do it. You're never going to sit here, see me sit here and look down my nose at all the peasants. Just just quit your job, peasant. I would never, ever, ever do something like that. However, if you're one of the people out there who has chosen to be fired instead of getting it, I do want to say to you, man, you impress me. I have so much respect for you. Like I said, I'm blessed to work for a company The 1st you're not making me do anything, so I don't have to get it. You faced down somebody bad, and you chose to do the right thing, and your leadership on these issues matter a lot. And I don't care if you're in some big, important public job, or you're just some nameless, faceless soul out there without a big platform. If you've chosen to do the right thing, or chosen to do the brave thing, I guess I should say, in the face of that kind of mandate, you will have my respect forever. I realize not everybody's the head coach of the Washington State University Cougars, but Nick Rolovich, him and his assistants, they all just got fired. They were all told, get the vaccine or you'll be fired. He stood up. I believe he makes $3 million a year, something like that. He stood up and said, no, no, I will not. And he was just shown the door. I think that's so awesome. I I just think it's so awesome. I respect it so much. Allison Williams, ESPN sideline reporter. She's a young mother. She wants to have another baby with her husband. It's wonderful, right? They wanted her to get the vaccine. She didn't want to take it when she was trying to have a baby. Understandable. She said, no, you can fire me. They let her go. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome when people stand up and are brave. I I just really, really, really respect that. And I want to tell you something each and every person who's making that choice right now, wherever, whatever your situation is. I get emails from military people all the time, nurses, cops, people all over the country. Whatever your situation is, if you've chosen to do it, just know your leadership does matter. It is catching on. People are seeing, they're seeing your bravery and it does inspire others to do the same. Keep going. I think it's friggin' awesome. And while we're talking about covid vaccines and vaccine mandates and everything else don't you think it's good we do a little rewind and talk about accountability because remember from the very beginning we were told by all the experts all the doctors right a mask will protect you okay but maybe not you but someone else oh and uh stand six feet away from everybody that that's definitely a good solution uh, just stand further apart just spread out guys just spread out we were told this is really advanced medical technology and i mean of course saint fauci saint fauci he was so mad when the states especially the southern states started opening up their football games remember the they were just, they we're just gonna let people gather in the games and you remember what fauci of course mr dr doom had to say everyone's gonna die these are super spreader events you remember right hmm. as soon as i saw it i thought covid's about to have a feast what did you think I thought the same thing. I think it's really unfortunate. But it never happened. COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths now all down nationwide. Cases are now in steep decline in every college football state across the South including Florida, where hospitalizations fell 64% last month, even as some 90,000 fans packed the Gator Stadium.
2: You see it on TV, and it looks really scary because we're not used to seeing that anymore. But in reality, I think the exposure isn't as great as we think it is.
0: Wow. The bill comes through, huh? And look. What's so crazy is not just that he was wrong. Many of us said he was wrong right off the bat. They said all these things are stupid. These lockdowns don't work. However, COVID is spread. It's clearly not spreading in the way they told us it was going to spread. We knew all that. But what's so wild is the politicians, they knew all along. I mean, do I have to list all the ways they violated their own COVID rules again? I don't think I have to list that for you again, right? They've known all along. Whether it's Nancy Pelosi in a salon, or Gavin Newsom getting getting a big meal with a bunch of friends, or Barack Obama throwing a birthday bash, or ten thousand other examples, the politicians have known all along. Lori Lightfoot and her COVID mania, right? Don't go out; everyone may die. Except she actually chose to attend a WNBA game. I guess people actually go out go to those things, which is kind of weird. But Lori Lightfoot out at a WNBA game, woohoo! I mean. Remember, coronavirus is so serious and deadly. I mean, we all might die tomorrow. It's so serious. Lori Lightfoot says officers who weren't getting the vaccine, my goodness, insurrectionists.
1: Uh, the police unions are not authorized to strike. It's in their collective bargaining agreement. And it's a matter of state law. What we've seen from uh, the fraternal order of police, and particularly the leadership, is a lot of misinformation, a lot of half-truths, and frankly, flat-out lies, in order to induce an insurrection.
0: An insurrection? Whoa, my gosh, that sounds serious. <laughs> you see, you're a domestic terrorist if you don't want to take a vaccine. And remember... What do I always tell you? What have I told you a thousand times? None of the people telling you to worry about coronavirus are actually worried about coronavirus. I mean, you've seen Joe, Joe Biden a thousand times on television, vaccine mandates and pandemic of the unvaccinated and wear your mask. And why won't you wear your mask, you selfish jerk? Mask up! Except Joe and Joe Biden in a city that has a strict mandate against such things, by the way, got caught out at some fancy restaurant no masks on living life like normal people and i just want to point this out again because we've been talking about some of the things they were doing and how the politicians violate their own coronavirus rules we just had a little talk about that remember this remember it's not that they're hypocrites okay i mean yes they are but it's not that it's that they're not worried about coronavirus and you must understand the mentality of these people. What are the three things? You know the three things by now. I've told you a thousand, a thousand times. What are the three things? The three things every single cultural leader in America now has in common. They all share these three things. One, no love of country. Oftentimes, hatred of the country, but no love of country. Two, completely divorced from reality. Right? From academia to the political world, to the, the D.C., New York bubble. Totally divorced from reality. And three, and this is the most important one for our purpose now... They believe they should rule over you. Not in a normal snobbishness way either. They do believe they are the priest class of communism. You, you're just a normal parishioner. Well, yeah, they, they don't have to wear masks. Go put your mask on, peasant. You're not a priest. Well, no, I be, yeah, they're going to have big parties and stuff. <laughs> they would never deny themselves that. You, peasant, you're not allowed your parties. All right? Look, the priests. We'll let us know when we're allowed. When we're, they're going to give us permission. What are you worried about? I did enjoy this exchange between Peter Ducey and Jen Psaki about the whole thing. Uh, there is a mask requirement inside D.C. restaurants, yet President Biden, and the First Lady, were not wearing masks while walking around a D.C. restaurant on Saturday.
3: Why?
2: Well, I think what we are referring to is a photo of them walking out of a restaurant after they they had eaten masks in hand, where they had not yet put them back on yet. So I would say, of course, uh, there are moments when we all don't put masks back on as quickly as we should. But I don't think we should lose miss lose the force through the trees here. And that our objective here is to get more people vaccinated, make sure that uh, that schools and companies around the country can put in place requirements to save more lives and keep people safer. Uh, and you know, not overly focus on moments in time that don't reflect overarching policy.
0: It was not just exiting the restaurant, though. He was walking through the restaurant with no mask on. There is a carve out for uh, people under two or people who are actively eating or drinking, so I'm just curious why the president was doing this.
2: I think I just addressed
0: it, Peter. Okay. You certainly did. Put your mask on, peasant. Don't worry about what the priests are doing. Donald Trump had to sit down with the first very own Bill O'Reilly.
3: Highly, highly recommend you check it out. Here's a highlight. If you were president, would you say to federal employees, particularly in education and the military, you have to get vaxxed, would you have that man? No, I I wouldn't say to anybody you have to, but I would sell it. Look, I'm very proud of what we did with the vaccines. It was supposed to take five years and they said it wasn't gonna work. I did three vaccines in less than nine months, and they do work, they work really well. I would convince people, take it, I don't want to push it. When I was president, there was no talk about mandates or anything. Everybody wanted the vaccine. Now a lot of people don't want it. Anti-vaxxers. Well, they maybe don't trust Biden. Remember this, when they call a pause to Johnson & Johnson, that was a huge story. People said, would you say it? I said, wait a minute they just caused a pause over six people i guess most of whom were okay in the end they paused this this was a huge headline they don't know about johnson and johnson they just know the yeah, vaccine uh, got paused psychology they have done was, so many things but i just to want to mandate. be clear you would not mandate federal employees have to get vaccinated no but i would i think i'd get most people to take All it right, i think would. you would i mandate. think that they would trust me okay. they're not trusting this administration
0: Oh, I don't trust. But I don't trust a lot more than Joe Biden. You see, I've been lied to for two years now about coronavirus and how to stop it and everything else, the economy. I've been lied to by a lot of people. Oh yeah, oh, I have distrust. Now, why is everyone in this administration on vacation all the time? And they appear to all be on vacation when they're needed most? We're going to talk about the vacation administration next. We have a great show for you tonight on I'm Right. But first, I'm not trying to scare you. In fact, I don't think you need any help being a little bit intimidated right now. I'm not trying to scare you. But you know that email you have, right? The normal email. I know all the normal email carriers. You know they're reading those, right? They're reading them. They're farming your data. They're selling them, and then they're selling them, and then they're selling them, You don't have real privacy because our privacy laws are a disaster here and all these companies sell your data. Well, I take that back. Not all. There's one where you can be totally secure that you're secure. That company's called Secure. Probably should have thought about that better. But in all seriousness, it's based in Switzerland. It's not based here. And for $7.50 a month with the promo code JESSE, if you go to secure.com, Remember, Secure with a K, $7.50 a month with the promo code JESSE. You get to have email that's 100% secure. It doesn't matter what they try to do to you here. 100% secure. That sounds good to me. Go to secure.com, promo code JESSE. Be safe. We'll be back. Why is everyone always on vacation when they're needed? I just... Before we get to Mayor Pete, we'll get to Mayor Pete in just a second. I just want to remind everybody, Afghanistan, you know, that was the biggest foreign policy disaster in the United States of America since Vietnam, right? But easily, internationally embarrassed, just everything about it uh, handled completely amateurly, amateurly, amateurish. I don't know what word that is. I went to community college, like a bunch of amateurs there. That's better. (laughs) But total disaster. And while Afghanistan was going on, this part just—it blows me away. While that disaster was happening, in the middle of it, Joe Biden went on vacation. Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, went on vacation. Jen Psaki, the Press Secretary. Went on vacation. The, the media inquiries to, to Saki were getting back. You know, automated email responses. We'll be back Monday. What? <laughs> why is everyone? Why is everyone always on vacation when important things are happening? I. I we have right now. I, I don't know if you've noticed the empty shelves. If you haven't, if you haven't yet, you certainly will because we have more ships than you can count parked off the coast of California, they can't get here. We have a supply chain problem and crisis coming that is gigantic. And I do mean gigantic. It's going to be a really, really, really big deal for more industries than you can possibly count. And yet, the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, he's been on family leave for two months. And family leave because him and his husband... Adopted. Now, I just want to be clear about something. I'm not against the dad taking some family leave. I took a couple weeks off when the old lady had a couple kids. They help her out around the house, change a couple diapers, run and grab some ice cream when she gets craving. And then after a couple weeks, I got up and went back to work because I had bills to pay and you know, we got to keep eating. So that's pretty important. Two months for adopting a baby? in the middle of a gigantic crisis? And I I love hearing this dork defend himself too. Uh, Look, paid family leave is important. It's important as a matter of family values. It's important
1: to our economy. And one more thing that I think is uh, uh, maybe underappreciated, when somebody welcomes a new child into their family and goes on leave to take care of that child, that's not a vacation, it's work. It's joyful, wonderful, fulfilling work. But it is work, and it's time that our nation join pretty much every other country in the
3: world and recognize that.
0: No, that's vacation. You're, You're taking time off of work. That's called vacation. That's a vacation. But you know, best of luck to Pete and Jason. All right, we have Blake Masters. He's running for Senate in Arizona. He's coming up next. Golly. All right. Listen. I'm a quality guy. Wait, okay, I'm not a quality guy. I'm a bad guy. But I mean, I like quality in things. When I look for things, I'm not a style person. I prefer quality. When I'm buying tires for my truck, I don't care about the fancy designs. Give me something safe. My family rides in there. I ride in there. Their lives depend on it. Give me the best tire you can give me. When I buy gear like holsters and mag carriers, tell me about your quality. Don't tell me about your fancy designs. Tell me about your quality. When I tell you to go to Northwest Retention Systems, it's not because of their fancy designs, although they do have good ones. It's because of their quality. Custom-made products, and they're custom-made right here in the United States of America. Custom-made by Americans. That's why it matters to me. Your life might depend on it. Go to nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. It'll get you 10% off. We'll be back. Joining me now, somebody we really, really need in the United States Senate. He's running for Senate in Arizona. A uh, a, A Senate seat we can win. My friend Blake Masters, he's also the COO of Teal Capital and president of the Teal Foundation. Blake, you just went to the border in Yuma. First of all, for people who aren't in Arizona, describe Yuma. Where is it and what did you see?
1: Southwestern corner of Arizona. Uh, big, you know, farmland surrounds this, uh, this town. Yuma is just kind of classic, classic Wild West Arizona town. Um, but right now, Yuma is the new Del Rio, Texas. Yuma is getting just hammered uh, at the border. And so we, you know, we were just driving along. I actually spent most of the day in town meeting people, but we were driving around the border for uh, less than an hour. And we passed a group of about 20 illegal uh, immigrants who had just come across and they were being processed by Border Patrol. So didn't didn't plan that just that's what you see when you go down there.
0: Do we know? Do we have any kind of a grasp yet, Blake, on where all these people are going? The New York Post has a report out right now. Joe Biden's flying up unaccompanied minors somewhere—New York, Florida, somewhere. Where are these people going? Who's watching them when they get there? What are we doing with all these people?
1: Well, I'm pretty confident no one's watching them when they get wherever they're going. But but that's the whole plan, right? Because right now it's like two hundred thousand plus are coming through every month at the southern border. That's a run rate of more than 2.4 million a year. Obviously, people in southern Arizona would really notice if they all stayed and the government knows this. And so what the Biden administration is doing is just ferrying people uh, all throughout the interior of our country uh, on the theory that if you spread people out, um, less of an acute problem and people won't notice.
0: Like, why don't you think they want to stop illegal immigration? I mean, I have my own suspicions, but what we're doing right now is purposeful. This is purposefully inviting floods of people into the country. Why are they so committed to this? Yeah, You're not supposed to say it,
1: but it's hard to escape the thought that this is an electoral strategy. You know, when you combine the open border and you invite people to come here, right? most of these people are trafficked and they're in really sad situations, but you're inviting them to come in putting them up in hotels, burying them, you know, all throughout the country. Uh, When you combine that with the mass amnesty provisions that the Dems are trying to tuck into the reconciliation bill, right, with their plans for mass amnesty in the future, it's hard not to think this is a Democrat strategy to import more Democrat voters. Um, I don't think it's too cynical to, to acknowledge that. I think that's how they think.
0: No, I don't think so either. And, and, you know, all we get is lies. Take a look at this one. I love this. This might be one of my favorite little video clips ever about just how brazenly they lie about things.
2: You pay ransoms even if that is not the case. So uh, that is also something that is remains a concern to us, but I can't get into more operational details. The
0: president I, still believes that Build Back Better will not add a dime to the national debt. Correct. It won't. Why, would he, why, why should Americans believe that? Because it won't uh blake <laughs> 3.5 trillion dollars and it won't add a dime i genuinely don't know what's creepier blake the lie that it won't add a dime or that they feel so comfortable bragging they're just going to suck 3.5 trillion dollars out of the private sector
1: right yeah and can jen saki say anything without being condescending uh am one of the least likable people on the planet but it's the new democrat math 3.5 trillion is actually free you know if i have a uh, a $2 million house, and I paid $2 million for it, not a $2 million house, because it's free, because I paid for it. Does that make any sense at all? Of course it doesn't. But they know that the sticker price is so high, they have to just try to fool people and say, oh, it's free. Don't worry about it. It's paid for. Um, everybody's going to be paying for it for a lot of years if this thing passes.
0: Yeah, there's the like, White house uh, tweet. In, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, you may have a different one. I don't think Arizona's a red state. I don't think it's a blue state. It's kind of a purple state, a bit of an odd duck, Republicans, Democrats. It's just an odd state. So how did we lose two Senate seats? I mean, we had two Republicans there, and now it's two Democrats. I don't consider it blue. How did we lose two Senate seats?
1: Yeah, you know, I think Martha McSally was, in many respects, a uh, Good candidate, certainly on paper, and in many respects, she just fell short. Um, I think in Arizona, personality really matters, right? This feeling of can you connect with the electorate really matters. Uh, 50,000 people in 2018 voted for Doug Ducey, you know, the somewhat conservative governor, and Kirsten Cinema. And they did that not because they loved Kirsten Cinema's politics. No one knew what the hell Kirsten Sinema's politics would be. Uh, but she seemed like a real person who was willing to speak her mind, and I think that was attractive to the the Maricopa County independents. So you've got to run someone in Arizona that's a real person who can communicate with and connect with those independents. I don't think that means a moderate. I think you can run and win as a conservative in Arizona, but not as just a cookie-cutter candidate, um, and I'm running against a bunch of cookie-cutter candidates. I think it's about who's who a real you? person, who's not going to lie to people, who's not
0: going to to you. Who are you running against?
1: Uh, The Attorney General, Mark Burnovich, is the front-runner in the primaries because people know who he is. But he's a conventional politician. Everybody forgot about him for six or seven years, and you're only starting to, literally, he's only on Twitter now that he's running for office again, right? So he's just someone who, I don't think he's the worst, I don't. I just don't think he's the best, and I think a mediocre politician doesn't get the job done. That doesn't cut it anymore.
0: Like, I've been trying to get across to people as much as humanly possible how critical primaries are now. Everyone loves a general election, right? It's so sexy. You're going up against the Democrat. The primaries yep. are really where we've lost so much because it is the spinelessness of the right that has cost us as much as the communism of the left. Totally, yeah.
1: And like Brnovich, if you look, uh, he's running a campaign not to lose. He's saying, I'm up here, I'm polling 30%, and I'm just gonna write another letter to the Biden administration, and I'm gonna express my outrage about what's happening. And it's like, dude, you're the attorney general. That's a powerful position. What are you actually doing? What have you actually done? And I think people are just sick of that. We need to start electing people who are willing to fight. Otherwise, we're literally losing the country, like the country that we know and love, and maybe your view is it's too far gone. My view is it's really close in 2022 and 2024 we run the right Republicans who have some fight in them, we can actually uh, reverse this decline and stagnation and have a good future. But I do think our back's against the wall. And so no more conventional politicians just won't get the job done.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it is my view we're too far gone, but that don't mean I'm right. I hope I'm wrong and I hope you're right. Either we're too far gone, like you said, or we're dang close. I would like to patch the whole thing back up again. Blake, give people your website, please. It is BlakeMasters.com. BlakeMasters.com. Pretty easy to remember. Good luck, my friend. Go get them.
1: Hey, thanks, Jesse. Take care.
0: All right. I know people get into debt. Personal debt. I've been in debt. All right? It's not a great feeling. I'm not sitting here telling you you should feel great about it. I, I know... More than anything that hit me was the embarrassment of it. Like, how did I get myself? What are these bills? I don't... I get it. Just know when you call Total Financial Freedom because you need help, you're not going to get any judgment on the other end of the line. You're going to get somebody who does this for a living. They've been doing it 15 years. A-plus rating with the, Be- with the Better Business Bureau. And you're not going to tell them anything That's going to make them look down on you or judge you for it they're just going to help you through it in some cases they cut people's monthly payments in half okay you maxed out a department store credit card you you can't pay it off they've heard it all before all of it make one phone call for me 877-332-8291 877-332-8291 total financial freedom tell them jesse told you to call you're even gonna gonna get some freebies for that 8773328291. We'll be back. Haven't you heard about all the people dying in droves in Florida? It's really scary. Cuz I distinctly remember as soon as Florida opened up. And remember Florida opened up long before there was this mass vaccine, I was told people would just they'd be mass graves in Florida. The death is terrible. Except the COVID statistics, there are only 14 cases per 100,000, which is the third lowest in the nation, and cases are down 33% over the past couple weeks. Man, why aren't they dying in droves? All the experts told me they would. Joining me now is Christina Pushaw She is the Press Secretary of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who we affectionately call Heavy D on this show. Christina, are you guys hiding all the dead bodies?
2: Well, I mean, I feel like the only thing that's being hidden here is that Florida is one of the lowest in the country in terms of COVID prevalence right now. Um, and, you know, it wasn't the case. Three, four weeks ago, I was getting a dozen media inquiries a day, not from Florida media, mind you, but from national media in Washington DC and New York, asking um, how does Governor DeSantis feel about all these COVID cases in Florida? Um, the same question rehashed over and over again. Um, and you know now it's radio silence from the same reporters who had been so obsessed with Florida a month ago.
0: It's weird, how could the experts get everything so wrong i mean we were told everything that a state like new york has done we were told that is the path to getting through this virus and beating the pandemic and yet their numbers in new york and new jersey and california are awful and floridas are not what what did we miss
2: Well, I'm glad you brought up New York and New Jersey as examples because um, despite the lockdowns, despite the mask mandates, the forced masking of two-year-olds in New York, um, their governor's new policy to stop COVID, which is you know, absolutely insane. We don't do any of that. We don't have vaccine passports here. You don't have to show your papers to go to a restaurant or to go to the gym. Um, we didn't enact any of that, despite the enormous pressure from the media, from the Biden administration, from anywhere you can imagine. Um, Governor DeSantis stood up and said, no, I mean, this is madness. We're not gonna have a biomedical security state here. Um, he used that phrase. So now let's look at the numbers because you mentioned the numbers in new york well per capita considering the population new york actually has a higher rate of covid deaths than florida for the whole pandemic and um keep in mind covid as we know it really affects older people a lot more seriously than it affects younger people um and florida is known as retirement destination, we do have a big proportion of senior citizens here compared to New York and compared to many other states. Um, So, you know, looking at the rate of COVID deaths, I think it's important to look at the age adjusted figures and Florida is one of the lowest when you look at that.
0: Well, as you just pointed out, obviously a little bit nicer than, than I would because I'm a bad person. Florida has a ton of old people. New York killed 15,000 of theirs in nursing homes. Why didn't 15,000 old people die in nursing homes in Florida?
2: Well, because Governor DeSantis follows the science. He's not trying to, you know, use his platform to get an Emmy or to be on his brother's CNN show, unlike the former governor of New York, right? He used his office to lead the state. In the beginning of the pandemic, we knew very little about COVID, but one thing that we did know that Governor DeSantis knew was that it does to affect older people and the vulnerable a lot more seriously and is a much higher risk to them. So um, Florida didn't really have the harsh lockdown that other states had, but um, nursing homes were closed off um, and there was this policy in New York whereby um, COVID positive patients were actually sent into nursing homes. That did not happen in Florida because Governor DeSantis followed the science. Cuomo, I mean, who knows what he was following, but um, but it had nothing to do with actual evidence-based decision-making.
0: Christina, I'm going to play you a video I'm sure you've seen, and this one is near and dear to my heart because this stuff has made me extremely angry. Here's Heavy D. No one should lose their job over these shots. I think we want
1: to protect people's jobs. These are folks that have been working throughout this whole time, They were put in situations where they were exposing themselves to risk knowingly to help others. And they did that. And we considered them heroes just a year ago. Now you're going to let them go by the wayside? Just think of Biden. He says, don't make the vaccines uh, divisive. Yeah. Don't make the vaccines divisive. You are t- trying to take people's jobs away over this issue. You are trying to plunge people into destitution. You are taking away their livelihoods. Nobody else is doing that. You are the one that's being
0: divisive about this. Christina, I obviously know you're going to be a bit partial to the man for obvious reasons, but I can't tell you how much I love that he plays offense, that he protects the people of his state. And I've been frustrated, extremely frustrated with other Republican governors who will not do the same. Why won't they do the same?
2: Well, I can't really speak to what other governors are doing. I know Governor DeSantis is focused on Florida, on protecting the people of our state, as you mentioned, and I do think it is setting an example for the rest of the country. Um, And what I mean by that is, he stands up and says things that should be common sense, that should not be controversial in any way. Like, for example, you should not be cut off from the ability to make a living and to feed your family because of a personal medical decision. I mean that is inhumane. The fact that this is happening all over the country and that this is being demanded by the Biden administration, it is despicable. He stands up against that for common sense, for medical freedom, and, you know, for the American dream allowing people to make a living. Um, so this is just, you know, it, it's, it's like upside down world. How on earth can that be controversial? How can that be divisive? Um, he's absolutely right. Obviously, Biden is the one who has made vaccines into such a divisive issue by pushing these mandates, which are unconstitutional, unlawful. Florida has vowed to fight them. Um, and I'm sure Governor DeSantis will do that. And I do hope it sets an example for, um, for the rest of the country.
0: He seems to get under Joe Biden, well, Joe Biden's administration. He seems to get under their skin so badly. Constantly, he's bringing up Florida this and Florida that. Even in his rambling comments, I remember on the September 11th anniversary, Florida somehow got brought up. What is it about you guys in Florida that bothers Joe Biden so much?
2: Well, I think um, it's harder to find a greater contrast to Joe Biden's incompetence Um, to Joe Biden's just, you know, lack of any understanding of where he is and what he's supposed to be doing as president. And we have an extremely competent governor here. We have a governor who knows what it means to be a leader, who does not defer to bureaucrats on everything, who makes his own decisions based on the data and based on the information that he has. Um, I think that is obviously what any leader should do it's something that Biden is incapable of doing and he's proven that time and again and so I think naturally um Biden feels intimidated for whatever reason um and so therefore that's why you can't watch a White House press conference these days without some snide reference to Florida whether from the press secretary or for the president himself um and it's just you know it he can't take responsibility for anything Governor DeSantis Has brought this up before that that's the one thing I mean that is so infuriating about Biden he is the president the buck stops with him um but he refuses to take responsibility he's always looking for scapegoats for people to blame and he likes to blame Florida um for you know the fact that COVID cases throughout the country mind you have exceeded what it was last year um and that is you know part of Biden's failure he had promised to end the virus he did not and so he's grasping at straws for people to blame and he has settled on our governor.
0: Every day I show up and I have emails to my TV show and my radio show and I mean every day of people saying we're moving to Florida. We're selling our house in New York, moving to Florida. We're leaving California, we're moving to Florida. Are y'all about full?
2: You know, um, not quite yet, although we're getting there. Look, we've had almost a thousand people a day on average moving here over the last year. And I think that is how you know Governor DeSantis's policies are right because people do vote with their feet. At the end of the day, where are these people coming from? Places like Michigan, Illinois, I mean, the governors of Michigan and Illinois even come to Florida on vacation while they lock down their own people. Um, They're coming from places like California, like New York, New Jersey. These lockdown states where kids were kept out of school for 18 months, you have a lot of families with kids who decided to move down to Florida last year to give their kids that experience of in-person school, which kids need. Um, I mean, it, it shouldn't be something that you have to move states to get, but unfortunately, that is where we're at with the Democratic Party um, and with these tyrannical, like, COVID dictator governors. Um, they have overseen mass exodus from their state. Florida is um, quickly growing. We do hope, you know, that people will think about what they left behind and not try to re- repeat the same policies here.
0: Yes, let's hope so. Christina, thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing.
2: Thanks so much for having me on. Have yep. a good day.
0: All right. It's time for Light in the Mood. Fried mozzarella and Cheetos. Where are we going with this? You'll see. All right. It's time to lighten the mood. And as you know, I mean, you watch the show, right? You know what a super health freak I am. You're never gonna catch me eating fried foods and queso. You're never gonna catch me having a beer. So I'm gonna show you maybe the healthiest food video I've ever showed you before. And wow, you want to talk about getting fit. Check this out. Oh, what? Mozzarella don't add.
3: (laughs) I'm
0: undecided. I'm undecided. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm okay with the mozzarella, obviously. I'm a cheese stick freak. Don't you dare paint me as being anti-cheese stick. And, and, not only do I love the melty mozzarella, right? i love cheetos i'm not anti-cheeto in fact i have invented the gas station snack where you go to the nacho cheese thing and you ignore the chips and instead you put flaming hot cheetos in the tray save the bag so you can pay then you put cheese on i'm not going to go into all that right now so i'm pro cheeto together it might be too much i'm I'm worried it's too salty i'll put it to you that way i'm worried it's too salty look i have concerns Either way, I'm going to try it this weekend and let you know. I'll see you tomorrow.